<laughs> Lovely now. Welcome to episode five of Self Love Lessons with Luna. Christmas is fast approaching, and even though it's meant to be a time of joy and kindness and giving, for most of us the experience is that of stress. It's high stress, it's getting the presents done on time, making sure that you're getting all the food organized, financial strain. It's knowing that you're gonna spend a bit of a chunk of time with your family, or maybe not spending time with your family. This time of year tends to be really challenging for many, many people. It can be a really sad time of year as well. So on this week's episode of Self Love Lessons with Lena, we're gonna learn about focus, about where our attention is up here and in our hearts, because where our focus goes, our energy flows. So this is your Christmas survival guide, how to get through the next few weeks without absolutely going insane. We live in a fast paced world. There's no doubt about that. We are going from next to next to next to bigger to better to so on and so forth. We are constantly expected to be able to strive and look forward to the things that are coming rather than being present to where we are right now. As a result of this habit, our minds are wired to look for the gap. What is that space where we don't have? What are we not having? What are we missing out on? What isn't there? It's as though we're trying to find out how we should be or what could possibly be that we're not right now. We are constantly seeking for something that we don't already have. This feeling of not enoughness comes up and even more so at Christmas time because you are in those triggering environments. Perhaps you used to speak to your family and now you don't. And Christmas is meant to be, meant to be that time of joy and love. Perhaps you have a whole bunch of expectations of what Christmas is meant to look like. With our family all together sitting around a piano, drinking eggnog, having carols. It's quite an Americanized version of things when we think of it like that. But for most of us, we are bombarded by consumerism. It tells us that we need to buy this thing now, get in quick, get to that big day whereby all of this magic is gonna come. And you know, if you have kids, it is a beautiful, magical time for the kids to see the wonder in their eyes and unwrap the presents and get really excited about things. When our focus is on what we don't have, on that gap, when we complain about, oh, I don't have anybody this Christmas, I broke up in a relationship, Oh, it's just I don't have, I'm not enough, I should have, I can't have. It's always not enough. And when we're focusing on that gap of all the things that we don't have, it leads us to feel depressed and anxious. Situationally, we're focused on all the things that are crap in our lives. And you know what that does? It makes us feel like crap. When we have really high expectations, when we're trying to get it right or be perfect, when we're attempting to keep up with the Joneses because it's that time of year where we're meant to be jolly, or in fact at any other time of year, it leads us to feel unworthy. It leads us to feel like we're not enough. And when we do this, what we're doing is focusing on lack instead of the beautiful things that perhaps we could be focusing on. What you focus on is what you get, to the exclusion of all else. 
When you begin to change your focus, the reality changes for you. Sure, it might not mean that you have any more dollars to spend at Christmas. It might not mean that the loved ones that you once loved are in your life once again. But what it does mean is that you get to change the way that you feel. Your state of being, your state of mind, it changes the experience. When we focus on what we don't have, we feel lack and feel awful, depressed and anxious. But when we change our focus onto something more like gratitude or what we're proud of or what we do have, then we start to feel this sense of wonderment. We start to notice the magic at Christmas and any time of year. Focus is the central point of attention or the clear definition. The brain is quite a complicated, incredible machine. And in the example of focus, we can liken it to Google. Think about it. If you Google car in Google, a whole bunch of things are going to come up. Car this, car that. But if you're really looking for a 1968 red Corvette with a spoiler kit, it's unlikely you're going to find it just by searching for car. If, on the other hand, you search for 1968 red Corvette with a spoiler kit, then it's likely that that's what Google's going to show you. What you focus on is what you get. When you put into Google exactly what you want, then it will produce you exactly what you want. And the brain is not dissimilar to this. The brain works really cleverly to be able to give you what you ask for. And no, it doesn't necessarily discern between what is positive and what is negative. All it does, much like Google, is discern whether or not you've asked for it. If you decide to focus on all the lack that's in your life, guess what Google produces for you? Lack. The more you focus on things that aren't good, the more you focus on the crap in your life, the more you go into woe is me, the worse experience you're going to have. I know life can be really shitty. I've been through deaths and breakups and sickness and poor financial situations. I've hated myself for a really long time. And no matter what the situation that I was in, when my mental health was poor, when the physical situations of my life were horrible, if I focused on how horrible it was, it only made me feel more horrible. Changing your focus is not about denying what is happening. You're not walking into the garden saying, there are no weeds, there are no weeds, there are no weeds. <laughs> you're not refusing what is happening in reality. Instead, what you're doing is walking to the garden and saying, you know what, there's weeds, but I have a garden. I have this flourishing garden that's full of life. I might have some work to do, absolutely. But look, I have a grassy patch over there, or I have this opportunity for a vision that I can see over there. Just because it's crappy does not mean we need to focus on it being crap. When we change our focus, the experience changes. Not the event. The circumstances don't change, but the experience of the circumstances do. Like I said in the garden, if you go in there and pretend there are no weeds, you're delusional. But if you go in there and feel grateful for the fact that you have a garden, for the fact that you have this beautiful space, 
that for the fact that you might have the ability to do something about it, that's a place of empowerment. It's not changing the exact circumstances that you have, but when you perceive it differently from a different angle filled with perhaps positivity or at least gratitude, then you are in a more empowered state to make a better decision and do something about the external experience. The very first thing that we need to do in order to shift our focus from what is crap in our life to perhaps what we're grateful for is to slow down. This is an absolutely frantic season. People are trying to get their deadlines done at work before the end of the year. We've got now a couple of weeks left, not even a week left until Christmas. The shops are absolutely chaotic. People on the road are going absolutely bananas and you're moving from one thing to the next more than you've probably done all year. Everything is heightened and the stress is going through the roof. We must take some time to slow down. Slow down your being. I appreciate that this time of the year, you probably don't have time just to sit back and whatevs. I get that. But this you do have time for. Breathing. You're doing it anyway. But when we're stressed, when we're busy, when we're not enoughness, our breathing becomes tight, short, constricted. We're not even noticing that we're breathing. So, what I'd like you to do is to just start taking a few conscious breaths every day. Perhaps before you get out of bed, before the day starts, take three breaths. And again. One more time. Those three breaths took about 15 seconds. 15 seconds to slow your being down. If you did this 10 times throughout your day, that's 150 seconds. It's two and a half minutes collected throughout the whole day, 15 seconds at a time. You have time to do this. I suggest before you get out of bed, taking three breaths. Whenever you transition from one activity to the next, just say you've just dropped the kids off and now you need to go shopping, that moment in the car before you step out to the next thing, take your three breaths. Just to slow your nervous system down. Just to stop and be present. It'll slow down from you having to go frantically from one thing to the next. This technique will allow you to focus on the moment. Being here right now has proven to help with depression and anxiety and stress. When we are present in this moment, when we can be here with ourselves and the environment, our body releases a whole bunch of really positive chemicals that makes us relax and feel happy. Breathe. The second thing that's going to help you get a long way here is gratitude. And again, this does not have to take up a whole bunch of time. 
I don't expect you to sit there with a journal and every night write about all the grateful things that you are in your life. If you have that time, rock on, go do that. It's only going to help more. But this busy season, when it comes to gratitude, keep it really simple. It is not happy people who are grateful. It is grateful people who are happy. If you're watching this video, it means that you have access to the internet. You may even be watching on a mobile device of some description. You have internet, you have a device. You may or may not have a roof over your head. But I tell you what, there is always something for you to be grateful for. Remember, happy people don't become that way until they're grateful. Whenever I get my clients to do an exercise like this, sometimes I say for two minutes they're going to just rattle off all the things that they're grateful for. And I tell them to keep it really simple. I'm grateful that I washed my hair this morning, that I have water to do so. I'm grateful that I have clothes to wear. I'm grateful that the sun's out. I'm grateful that I have breath, that I have vision, that I can speak, that I have teeth. Keep it really simple. You don't need to be grateful for ginormous things in your life. If you are, wonderful. But you can keep it very simple. Keep it small. This way it's achievable and attainable. Like I said before, when we focus on things that we're grateful for, we will have more things to be grateful for. What you focus on is what you get to the exclusion of all else. So if anything this holiday season, if you can just stop, take some breaths, and while you're taking those breaths, think about the things that you're grateful for. Grateful to be able to buy Christmas presents. Grateful to be able to drive your car to get there. Grateful of the people that are in your world who perhaps want to have you there. Or just simply grateful that you're alive today and that perhaps you're in a position of safety and privilege. Breathing and gratitude are really simple and we may overlook them to see how much power they actually hold for us but please do not underestimate the power of your focus when you focus on the moment and your breath and focus on what you're thankful for your mood will improve significantly as will the world around you when you start seeing all the wondrous things that you could possibly be grateful for Irrelevant of what your beliefs are in this holiday season. You may celebrate Christmas, you may not. It may be a religious affair for you, it may not. You maybe couldn't be bothered with Christmas at all and none of the stress that I've been talking about is applicable to you. At this time of year at least. But we all have this tendency to rush and to go forward. So in this period of time, this end of the year, not only the end of the year, but the end of a decade, Take the time to slow down for yourself and breathe and be grateful. Comment below, I would love to hear from you. What are three things that you can be grateful for right now? What are you thankful for in your life? Jot them down, I'd love to hear from you. Let's spread gratitude at this time of year. There's less than three weeks until the end of the decade. This is big. We're not just moving towards the end of the year, but we're moving towards the end of the decade. So next week, our self-love lessons with Luna are gonna be all about setting yourself up for the new decade. I'm not particularly big into New Year's resolutions, and I've been pretty shitty at setting goals in my life. 
but I've got a few hacks that I'd love to give you. So make sure you're staying tuned next week. Every episode comes out on a Friday, so check it out next week. If you want to get a notification every time a new episode comes out, hit the subscribe button, turn on your notifications, and every single week you'll get a little alert that reminds you to take some time for you. Your self-love is important. And coming into 2020 in this new decade, I wish for you nothing more than that joyous feeling of freedom and love of really connecting to your truth and letting go of all the sadness and self-doubt and deprecation that you've perhaps experienced in your life. Until next week, happy self-loving. <laughs>